doing out in the Spider-Verse? Welcome to episode 22 of the Italian Spider-Man Coalition podcast. I am your host, Peter Arvera, and this one did take a little bit longer to get out than I normally thought. We've been on a good run lately uh, since Adam joined the squad, just been uh, pumping out episodes left and right. And uh, we finally hit our first speed bump. I got sick at the end of December. Adam got sick at the end of December after Christmas into the new year. So that derailed things. Uh, we were supposed to have uh, a special guest, Javi, uh, from Batman on Films, uh, the James Bond dossier. I think he does Spidey Dude right there. Javi's been all over the place. You know Javi, if you pay attention to BOF. Uh, Javi had an, um, an incident happen and he was unable to join us. So please th- throw your thoughts and prayers out to Javi and his family. They need it in this time. Um, he's doing good. Everyone's doing okay, but they're just dealing with something. So please uh, just send some love to Javi. He, uh, him and his family could use it. Uh, but on a more positive note, uh, the show is here. Uh, you know, uh, Donnie joined us from uh, Multiverse Musings, their podcast network with Adam. So we had a little Multiverse Musings takeover. Donnie talks a little Spider-Man cartoons, which is great because he's energetic. He's got that big old wrestling pizzazzism, you know. You, you can't help but listen to a podcast that Donnie's on and not want to hit up like WWE Network right after. Like he just, he's got that ring announcer vibe and he gets you ready. You know, Donnie, you'll, you'll experience it a little bit. It's a lot of fun. I'm really happy I got finally got a chance to get him on here because um, I've been dealing with Adam for so Well, Adam's been dealing with me for so long. That's the right way to put it. But uh, lots of good stuff for you. Uh, Adam, Amazing Spider-Man 39 through 42. Donnie, Fox, Spider-Man, Immortal Vampire, and Tablet of Time. Two two issues. Two episodes there of the classic Fox Spidey show. Then I'm going to break down Spider-Boy number two, Spider-Gwen two and three, and Spine Tingling Spider-Man number three. Uh, because I got a, I got a few <laughs> apologies to make uh, uh, to a specific someone uh, because of my last review, but it's all good in the hood. We're all happy in the Webhead Network. So uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. I'm sorry it took so long to get this one out there, but I appreciate you guys coming back. Uh, we're here and we're ready to roll. So uh, just stay after, stay tuned after the jingle. All right. So special day today, real special, uh, special month. Uh, holiday season. I thought I'd give you all a gift. So Multiverse Musings has dominated the podcast today. Uh, you know we're going to get to Adam in a little bit. And I want to bring on his partner in crime. Uh, one of my favorite followers on Twitter. A guy, I don't know how I met this guy, but I'm happy I did because uh, he's he's definitely my favorite Lantern fan. Uh, he's my go-to for everything Lantern. And I'm happy he's here to talk Spider-Man. Uh, Emerald Enthusiast on Twitter, Donnie, welcome to the show. I'm happy you're here, man. Um, this isn't usually what we talk about, but uh, that's going to be fun. So, um, again, just welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, Spidey fans? It's the man whose ring runs on fanboy energy. It is the Emerald Enthusiast, and I'm here to talk about Spider-Man, the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie always brings a uh, a wrestling element to the show, which is nice. You know, I, I am ready to go. It's WrestleMania time. Um, <laughs> this is going to be fun. Uh, we are going to be talking about two episodes. I didn't do Donnie any favors. He's he's coming right in the middle of two stories, the ending of one, the beginning of another. So uh, we're talking uh, immortal, the immortal vampire, and the mm-hmm. tablet of time. Uh, we are just finishing up our. Um, I want to say uh, our Michael Morbius storyline, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Morbius is then this episode as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, th- this is it. This is- <laughs> yes, this is it for Morbius, and uh, 
it's I, I at times I, I do feel like this is like one of the longer arcs within the show. I don't know if it, mm-hmm. if it just run its course with me, but I'm kind of like, I'm glad it's the end here. I'm kind of <laughs> tired of Morbius for a little bit. I, I never get tired of, of, of hearing him like whining, you know, plasma, plasma. I love the workaround because they couldn't say blood. Yeah. So he was always plasma, plasma, Felicia. <laughs> There were uh, there were a lot of those uh, g- going on uh, in the show. Like there's there's tons of rules and regulations for this show specifically. But um, for this episode, it was kind of interesting because it, it, it's a little bit of like of the Parker luck, right? Mm-hmm. Like in order to kind of get Mary Jane out of certain jams, he's got to admit he loves Felicia, which in turn leads to Morbius like yes. hunting him down and kidnapping Aunt May, and it's like just one domino after another, and it's 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 yeah. It is one of my favorite aspects of this episode because it's like he can't win. And then you have like the side story with Blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do find it funny that the Punisher's just gone. Like right. <laughs> he was look he was so intent on finding and taking down Morbius, but now he's just it's like Blade took his place. Yeah. <laughs> the he, rotating door of buddies. You know what I really like about this is how contentious the relationship was between Blade and Spider-Man. They weren't like, okay, well, we're both heroes, so we're going to be buddy-buddy, and and you know we're going to be on the same page about everything. Blade's like, I am here to cut this guy's throat. And Spider-Man's like, no, you can't do that. And Blade's like, the heck, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I dig this. This is, again, like, for me, uh, everyone hears me say this, this is my Spider-Man. This is my, like for you, is this, was this a show that introduced you into Spider-Man and Marvel lore in general? Or like, how did you grow up? Cause we're, I forget if you're older, uh, younger uh, than I, I, I think I'm a little, yeah, quite a bit older than you actually. Okay. So you're a little bit older. My right? first ex- experience with Spider-Man was I read the comics in the seventies and I also watched Spidey stories on the electric company. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which came first because it's been so many decades ago. But yes, I remember being introduced to Spider-Man in the 70s. So I was already an adult by the time this show came on. And it made it even more special to me because I knew all the characters and I knew a lot of the places from which they drew these storylines. And so I loved it. Okay, so this like this hit the the right note for you. Yeah, this is for me. This is my building block. Like I I, everything is everything for my Spider-Man is based off of this TV show. It's the it's the main reason. This and B Taz, like that, that was between those two for me. Like I was done. That that was a that was the the '90s was a great time for animation as far as comic book adaptations. Mm-hmm. There was so much great stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And again, like it's one another cool part of this episode, uh, Mortal Vampire, is you know again Mary Jane begins her transition from Peter to Harry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she's kind of had the, the again, like that's that's another mi- big major storyline. And, you know, Harry will eventually become the goblin and everything. But what I love about this show is the the egg, like the, the Easter eggs, like they've been teasing you know, like the tombs foundation with Dr. Connors and Dr. Connors has a lot to do in these two episodes with the neogenic uh, recombinator and, and the tablet of time in the next episode. You know, it, and it's cool. Cause it's building up to it. Cause, and as a Spider-Man fan, like now going back at, as a kid, like it's all introduced. It's, it's an introduction for me, but now as you know, a 37 year old man, I'm sitting here and I'm like, Oh my God, this is just like, breadcrumb city yes <laughs> yes following the breadcrumbs yeah and it's fun to watch and you know like i it, this blade is cool i like this bla- i like this version of blade he's got that uh and vampire compass you know where it's like it doesn't work in the city too much technology right <laughs> <laughs> you know it's cool he's got some cool toys and everything so i i don't know the, this while i'm happy this it came to an end this storyline um 
for me personally because I just felt like it's, I've been talking about it for five episodes now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, how, overall, like this Morbius storyline, how do you feel? Because you've read the comics, you've you were there. So compared to like what you originally went through reading it, what was it like watching it in animation? You know, I thought they did as good a job as they possibly could with some of the limitations. Again, not being able to say things like blood and, you know, having, you know, limitations like Spider-Man not being able to punch somebody square up or Blade not being able to use some of his weapons. Like, you know, so instead he has a lightsaber, you know, that kind of stuff. I just thought it was so entertaining. And I forget sometimes until I go back and watch this show how frenetic the pace is. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you'll you'll watch like a two minute span of the show, and then you'll say, you know what, that was like three issues of a comic that just went by, you know? Yeah, they get a lot in there in like in their twenty minutes. You yeah, know, it's it 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 moves at a at a, at a yeah. They piece. wasted no time at all. By the way, I really love the McFarlane esque webbing that he uses Spider Man in this show. Every time you see a close up of the webbing, it's definitely not the old school. It's it's very McFarlane inspired because every artist after McFarlane kind of drew his webbing as some version of that. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm glad that it's they just went become it. the standard. Yes, yes. <laughs> to be honest, and that was you one know? of the first things I noticed when I first was first watching the show. I was like, oh, the webs look great. You know. Yeah, I think he looks great throughout the show. His movements. I I've never once complained that he never punched anyone throughout the series. Like it, it's it's never an issue with the amount of action mm-hmm. and like chaos going on throughout the show. I never noticed he doesn't throw a punch. It never bothered, you know, it wasn't really something that I realized until I was well into the show, you know, several seasons into the show. But the way the action went, it wasn't a detraction. Mm-hmm. You never got the sense that, like, you know, he was just kind of standing there and, you know, hamstrung by the the limitations that were put on the animators. Yeah, no, it, it's I think it also it, it doesn't it's not as I want to say as deep and as serious as BTAS when it comes to like the romance and the mm-hmm. and like the more like serious themes. But I, I think it gets there. You know, it's it, it's definitely a little bit more kid friendly, I think, than BTAS. But um, because I I consider these two like the gold standard when it comes to cartoons, obviously, you know, I speak highly of both of them, but, you know, like there's like Peter's love life is very well documented as well as Deb's. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, you. You know, by the by, by the time you get to Tablet of Time, she's like dating Flash Thompson. Yeah, you know, which is Morbius's fault. You know, it's just funny because it's there. You know, and again, I mentioned I mentioned Peter and Mary Jane and Mike. There's Michael and Felicia is the backbone of of the whole mm-hmm. uh, Morbius arc. So yes, you know they, they 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 didn't shy away from it. You know, like you know they knew what their audience was a bunch of like thirteen year old boys or, you yeah. know, it, they still pulled it off in my opinion. Right. It was still interesting to a guy in his twenties because that's what I was at the time. Yeah, yeah. So, how did you see the Morbius movie? Yes. Uh, it's it's not far off. I think mm-hmm. in origin, um, as I've said multiple times on the show. Uh, what do you what do you think? It was flawed, but it was great for a single viewing. I had fun with what it was. Okay, I don't need, I don't need everything to be perfect. You know. No, I'm with you. I just didn't like the movie. I just didn't have it. I mean, you know, but like those Sony movies are hit or miss. I like one Venom. I don't like both of them. So but I'll oh, check I can talk out. about how much I like the Venoms all the, all all day long, but that's a different podcast. So. <laughs> I, I, uh, I mean, uh, well, I'll have to get you on next time Venom pops up here. Sure. Um, Let me do before we end today. Let's get through what we have. Let me tell you my very favorite line on the show because it comes yeah, from Venom. But let's, yeah, please. Yeah. You can say it right now if you want. It doesn't matter. My, oh, my favorite line. It comes from the Carnage storyline when they, when they were trying to send Dormammu back. 
Yes, okay. And Carnage has Spider-Man overwhelmed, and Peter's like, Brock, help me! And Eddie goes, there is no Eddie Brock. Now there is only Venom. And I'm like, <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> That's a good one. That, those I are fun episodes. Line. Those are fun episodes. Um, did... The, the Mega Morbius by the by the end of the, the obviously the episode ends in tragedy right Morbius can't mm-hmm. he he doesn't transform Felicia into a vampire there is yeah. no army of vampires he doesn't take over the world Spider Man Blade saves the day but does Morbius in the books I don't I, I don't recall does he turn into like this Mega Morbius at some he, point or is this I, something new from the show you know I think he does I would have to go back and see that though I'm pretty sure like I remember when he did that actually thinking oh it's man bat which I knew it wasn't but I'm like that's what he looks like he looks like <laughs> <Yeah>. man bat <laughs> okay all right so that uh, that was the one thing I was very curious about it yeah. was, uh, that's why I was glad I got someone on here with some yeah. with some experience um but yeah like it, it's it it ends in tragedy and you kind of feel bad for him but at the same time I don't know like Morbius was such a dick in those early episodes. When he was human, he was such a dick. <laughs> yeah, I didn't feel was. that. Like, it's it's a, it's it's kind of like a, almost like a peacemaker like turn, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you had to compare it to a character these days, like someone who you hated yeah. early on in that movie, and then by the end of his own TV show, you loved him. So, yeah. well, um, you know, one thing I noticed about the yeah. show, like I had read some Tomb of Dracula before this show came on, and I remembered Blade as you know the guy who was immune to vampire bites. But this version is much closer to the version that we saw in the live action, the Wesley Snipes films. Okay, you, so they—that's yes. what I'm familiar with within Blade lore, Blade history—is is again this and again Wesley. Uh, so, so Blade originally was just more immune to being bitten from vampires. Yeah, he had like some kind of he had some kind of like uh, genetic mutation that allowed him to be immune from vampire bites. But he wasn't his initial, if I remember correctly, his initial origin was he wasn't like part vampire. Okay, you know, that's cool. I did not know that. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he looked, very, he looked very, very different. If you look up his his original appearance, you're just mm-hmm. like, that's Blade. You know, it's very different. So it, Yeah, it's very, well, this is what, 70s? It, yeah, it would have been, I want to, yeah, it would have been somewhere between like 1976 and, and he's got to have like a huge collar, right? Yeah, big collar. Yeah, if I remember, like an afro and like some like funky colored green glasses. Yeah, so really, okay. Yeah, oh, he looked very different. I like the biker motif. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, other than like the spikes on his jacket, you look at this version of Blade, and it's a lot closer to the Wesley Snipes version that Mm -hmm. we saw just a few years later because that was 1998. Oh man, look, I I've said this numerous times on various shows. Blade is the movie that kept the comic book genre on like life support. You are like, exactly right. You, like, if right you after Batman there, and Robin, Blade was the movie getting the uh, what's it called the uh, the defibrillator. Like the, the, yeah. Blade was the defibrillator. <laughs> yeah, it was. By the way, it was 1973, Tomb of Dracula, number ten. That was Blade's mm-hmm. first appearance. And uh, yeah, but if you weren't there, you don't realize just how much the the comic book adaptation as far as film goes it was doa there was nothing on the horizon comic book films had flopped you know including spawn which i didn't think was a bad film at all but it, uh, it did not it did not true. ignite a franchise and there really was nothing on the horizon and blade comes along and we're talking about a character not a household name like superman or batman or spider-man but a character who when done correctly Audiences looked at that and said, wow, that's an interesting character. So, yeah, yeah I, I call that the grandfather of the modern comic book movie. 
No, I, 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 it's hard to dis- disagree with you and argue with that because it's just, if you're paying attention, you know, anyone before 2013, um, you, <laughs> you know what it was like. We, these were few and far between, and it looks like that's what we're going back to. But <laughs> not to get off on a, on a movie tangent, um, I want to say, like, while the Morbius storyline, I'm glad it came to an end. Uh, tragically, I mean, but it did do some cool things. It introduced a lot of characters. Uh, it got through us through uh, Man Spider, which I'm sorry, I'm sorry you weren't around for that, Donnie, because I feel like you would have loved that. Um, oh yeah, don't worry, you're in you're in the you're in the bullpen, so you'll be coming around a lot. Yeah, uh, you know, but now you move can, on to the can you see that's what Blade that's the cover of his first appearance. Okay, yeah, he kind of, okay, I get you. So yeah, All like right. I said, very different look. You know, got the green pants and the afro, and yeah, so. Definitely very 70s. Definitely very 70s. Yes. <laughs> but I got to say, like, w- next episode, Tablet of Time. Mm. I, I see this is what I really like about this show is it kind of gives Spider-Man like a mafia aspect that I don't see very often. I really dig that in Batman comics and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I like Kingpin. I like Silvermane. Hammerhead's in this. Tombstone's in this. Yes. You know, this is a little bit more my thing than uh, while the Morbius stuff was cool. I'm really digging the the kind of like just this is more friendly neighborhood. I feel like than Amazing Spider Man. You get yeah. drift. Yeah, exactly. And I really like this this episode because it starts off with Kingpin training. Like he's he's you know throwing underlings around like he's King Kong Bundy. He's like you know he's just throwing up against the wall. He's like they're jack. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the few times they make him look jack. Usually they do their best to make him look fat, but like when he's like training, you're right. He does look more yep. like Hulkian. Right. Well, he's like, got his jacket off, and you can see that. Yeah, he's a big guy, but it's like a sumo wrestler build. He's got huge, you know, pecs and and biceps and triceps, and you know, he's not to be fooled with. And that comes directly from the comics. He's very formidable. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That, that's why I always thought, and D'Onofrio did a great job. But I I always enjoyed Michael Clark Duncan, even though it was the between Daredevil and uh, Sp- uh the MTV Spider Man show. Um, it was it was cool to get a little bit more of Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin because I always thought physically impose he, he like he just had the perfect body and build oh and yes the, yeah the shaved head you know he just wasn't like Swedish or whatever whatever yeah. that accent is <laughs> he didn't one, have the accent one of my favorite lines from the comics and this may not be exact but there was a point where uh, Kingpin was fighting the Red Skull. And, uh, you know, oh. they, had, they had already tied up and the Red Skull said something like, you know, I'll never get your stench off of me for the rest of my life. And Kingpin looked at him and said, your life Nazi will be much shorter than you think. <laughs> I, I, it's it's funny whenever the uh, like American characters take on the Red Skull. Like I remember uh, the Joker did it when they did a Batman. Yes, the uh, crossover. Yes. crossover. And it, it's just funny because it's like even the Joker has been. Patriot, like he's a patriot at heart. It's just, yeah. yeah, good old it's red, like, even the blue. Joker can take the high road with the red skull. That shows you yeah. how like loathsome the red skull is. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah. I, I, again, in this episode, again, they lean heavy on relationships. Vanessa mm-hmm. has beef with Kingpin, yeah. and she's proven to be right. And it's funny because I'm like, this is kind of like this kind of gives me like little vibes of Daredevil, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm kind of getting it, not really, but like maybe I'm forcing it as a fan too much. But I was like, again, I was like, wow, you know, like leaning heavy on love. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and I, it was the episode before that. I don't think it was this episode. I can't remember what the one where uh, Blade and Detective Lee do the smoochy face. Oh, yeah, was, they actually. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, had, they had a connection too. And Blade, yeah, and I was like, Blade huh. rejected her. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, everybody, everybody in this show's getting it in. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. I was like, as a kid, I didn't realize this, but yeah, you know, uh, and now even even the vampire had some mojo. So yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we get more spider slayers you know Smythe is everyone's after the tablet of time mm-hmm. um, Silvermane is an interesting character because at some point right like he just becomes like a head on a crab's body or like right. he's, got, he's, got mechan- he's a mechanical crab or something we're not there yet but uh, he's such an interesting character because he's he's very mafia driven mm-hmm. and I, you know like I, I, it's 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 interesting to see that because that's when you get to guys like Hammerhead and Tombstone who do a lot of the dirty work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And Hammerhead's fun in this and yes. very similar to gang war, which is going on in the comic books that me and Adam are talking about playing both sides of the fence, right. Mm-hmm. Between Silvermane and Kingpin. And then Tombstone comes in with his seventies collar. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> looking pretty badass. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I remember this is again like this show introduced me to Tombstone and the Robbie Robertson relationship that's still going on. Um, you know, again, just very faithful to print and what came before it. And I really like the Kingpin, the voice, not well, the Kingpin too, but um, Tombstone's voice work. Whenever he speaks, he has this kind of cooing accent, you know, and yeah. he's like, Hello, Mrs. Kingpin, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's cool, you know. I, so. I again like the voice. Uh, I don't know who does, but it's like every time I hear Ed Asner as J. Jonah James, I think that's that that voice. Yeah, <laughs> I, the, the voice work here. Um, Robbie Robertson, Peter Parker, and J. Jonah Jameson. Those are the voices I still hear in my head when I read Spidey comics to this day. Yeah, no, I was. I recently said on a recent Batman on Film podcast. Um, I believe it was we were discussing a mask of the phantasm. Uh, Kevin Conroy's with the voice I hear in my head for Batman. You know, mm-hmm. Lauren Lester's Robin. Like I, the, the, this, I met Doc Ock specifically has an accent ever, in every form of uh, written media for me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like that that it, it's that's what it is. I remember I did a show with Justin Kowalski, and he watched uh, the Insidious Six episode with one of his kids, and his kid was like, "Why does Doc Ock have that accent?" <laughs> and I said. Well, it's funny because that's the only voice I hear in my head, you right. know? Yeah. And I was oh. like that kind of like Eastern European-ish type thing. Yeah. Um, th- these voices can make such an indelible impression because I still hear Danny Dark, who did Superman on the Super Friends show back from the 70s. That made such an impression because for me, that was oh, like, like oh. the quintessential Superman voice, you know, on that yeah, show. And I still hear that. I'll read comics Over, today. What's his name? Tim Daly? Is that who did Super the Animated Series? I believe that I believe so. I'll look that up here. So, but yeah, uh, that that's that's cool. It's it's funny the voices that stick with you. You know these characters. I always feel like the the animated stuff is slightly. In order to attract a new audience, you need some sort of animation because the yes. kids can't buy comics. Mm-hmm. They just can't, especially not now with like five five ninety nine a book. Right. Oh, like it's it's kid, so easy to go into the comic book shop and drop fifty dollars without even meaning yeah, to, you know. Yeah, exactly. So like what kid has that money just at you know at will? Yes, it you was know? Tim Daly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, that's cool. See, because that's that's the voice I hear. Yeah. Is Tim Daly's voice. You know. But yeah. Oh, speaking of voice work, I think my favorite line from both of these is when uh you know Peter shows up in the mix to help, you know, Whistler and Detective Lee. And, you know, and Blade, you know, and you know, instantly jumps on him because he, she's shown up as Peter. And she's like, no, 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 he's cool. He knows Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Blade Spider-Man goes, does not knowing Spider-Man cool. does not make him cool. Yeah, Blade. <laughs> Blade. 
Blade's a little too serious. Like you thought the Punisher was serious like three episodes yeah. ago. Blade Whistler talks too much. <laughs> Whistler talks too much. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> Blade was a character. I get, I'm yeah. surprised Punisher left when he did. Like he didn't finish the job. <laughs> like, I, I, it's it's just funny that he just vanished. He got the man spider, and that was it. His objective yeah. changed. Yeah, um, but I mean, there were just there were so many characters. Like they're trying to jam so many people in to this series that you know. I, I think you know they're all trying to you know kind of jockey for screen time. Is people that an are, issue for you? Does it take anything away? Does it bother you? The the only place that it really bothered me, and I realized there there were some legal issues, was when they did the Secret War storyline and they used Lizard in place of the Hulk. Okay. Towards the end. That was the only time that I kind of had a problem with the changes. I don't from the think comic. Hulk appears in the show at all. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah, no, he doesn't. And I think there was some legal issue at the time, and I can't remember exactly what it was. There's but always I heard, something yeah. going on with Hulk. Yeah. There's always an issue with Hulk for some reason. Exactly. There's no yeah. content other yeah. than comic books yeah. and an occasional cameo in a movie, but there's no like real Hulk content. Yeah. You know, it's just, I, I mean, I don't really follow Marvel animation that much outside of Spider-Man personally he um, would make a lot of appearances like he made appearances on the, the fantastic four cartoon back then um i have that i have to rewatch that yeah but he he didn't he never appeared on this uh in this series now he did Iron on Man the has war machine does blade mm-hmm. punisher captain america even mm-hmm. uh who, who else am i missing x-men the x-men x-men pop-up. obviously yeah 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 Th- there was a, a good amount of marvel animation made an appearance yeah. On this. But yeah, but those the established yeah, that's interesting. Because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, yeah. like and the well, se- uh, that wasn't necessarily one of my favorite storylines. As a kid, it was cool seeing them all together. I was like Nico. I was like, oh man, there's more than one Spider-Man at one time. <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, as a kid, I lost it. You know, I love yeah. it. Like I look back at it, I was like, it's one of the weaker moments, I think, of this series, in my opinion. But you know, well, with the Hulk too, um, he had his own series back in it was not 96, I believe. And the first season tested well, but like some some uh, executives at the studio were like, oh, it's too dark. So we're going to come back with season two. We're going to introduce She-Hulk. We're going to make it real funny. The Hulk was a dope. And like a lot of these side characters vanished in the second season mm-hmm. and they tried to make it really kid friendly. And it just, you know, went over like a lead balloon because that's not Hulk. That. I'll have to check that out. I will have yeah. to check that out. I didn't know that Hulk had Season a 1 is very it, it's so much better than season 2. You'll see what I mean. And and I love the She-Hulk. It has nothing to do with that, but it's like she was a way that they used to like make the show more kid friendly in this and it just it didn't do uh favors to any character. So, not to get on a She-Hulk tangent, but I don't think people understand She-Hulk. I really don't because it's like you have to understand she's the op basically the opposite of the Hulk. <laughs> like she's I, I, exactly. Yeah. She's that's what she's there for. Like you yes. if you she's not gonna Hulk smash. She does, no. and when she does, she kicks ass. I love She Hulk. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I absolutely love She Hulk. Yeah. I love the I'll show. I'll have her first appearance and yeah. I do too. I'm, I'm, even thinking, I'm even thinking about laying out the money for when her hot toys figure comes out. I don't Dude, buy many I, hot I, toys, I, but ooh. I I will gladly spend four to five hundred dollars on Marvel Legends. That yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I just it's the the amount of Marvel Legends or even the McFarlane figures I can yeah. get. Hot I just Toys recently just, got the uh, the Spider Man uh, retro card, the first appearance. Spider Man. Okay. Yeah. I have the No Way Home retro card wave. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. The, the Green Goblin. I think Goblin's I saw you fantastic. post that actually. Yeah, yeah. That Green Goblin is I, I, Donnie out of the box. That is that is an amazing action figure. Yeah. 
Really? Well, I can talk action figure. I do yeah, have. I know you can. I can see your back. I see you. Uh, <laughs> I and actually, over here, you. I actually have a, a the Spider Man. Um, it's the PS4 Classic Suit Edition, and I have the Venom Let There Be Carnage. You're um, a big Venom toys. guy, huh? Yeah, big Venom. Oh, guy. I love Venom. Yeah, I actually just recently talked to David Michelini online. I did a. Is I that did how a you review. say his last name? Hmm, yeah, Michelini. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know it for thirty some years. <laughs> I actually met him at the Baltimore Comic Con uh, four years ago, and I okay. mean, I, oh my gosh, I was just when I walked up to him. It's like every time I meet a creator whom I really admire, like my hands start to shake, and I'm just like, okay, breathe, breathe. You know, uh, that was like me, Neil Adams. Yeah, <laughs> even though you're Neil, I, I've been there. I know what it's like. Rest, rest in peace, Neil. My my favorite artist all time. I, now, I met now, him. Didn't draw that much Spider Man, if I if I recall. I don't think so. You talk about Neil, Neil Adams, right? Yeah, I, I don't think I own anything Neil Adams Spider Man. Batman, yeah. different story. I, I got his autograph on a John Stewart figure. I met him in, uh, about six years ago. I've met I've met him a few times. I got a bunch of autographs. Um, it it, it was like being at Thanksgiving with your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> guys got stories. Yeah. Guys got stories. But uh, I'm gonna circle it back to Spider Man because we went sure. off there, which is great. Um. But um, it, what, what we're saying, um, the Tablet of Time is obviously going to lead us to Vulture and Tombs. They've been teasing Tombs a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see what Silverman really does with it because I kind of forgot, to be honest. Like I'm, a lot of the stuff is coming back to me as I rewatch it, and I don't want to skip ahead too much because yeah. I want to. I want to do like fresh takes with you, and then it's like talking to someone like you who has seen this, you know, time and time again. It's great because it's yeah. like so, you know, some people. Just, some people it just vibes with differently like you vi- you and me were on the same wavelength i've had people on the show who are who aren't necessarily fans and it's like it's interesting talking to people who don't love this but like mm-hmm. you and me we're sitting here just gawking over like this is incredible yeah <laughs> exactly yeah i really i like the backstory of the tablet of time where they talked about you know the ancient warriors where they were all old men like you know trying to race up to the top of you know this this edifice so they could grab the tablet of time and be granted their youth again you know, yeah, I don't know if that I, was I in the comics anywhere or not, but I liked it. I, I think it's cool. I don't know why, but like I like I really like like Aztecs and Mayans and stuff yes, like that, like that yes. part of history. So mm-hmm. when they do stuff like that, I was like, ooh, that's cool. Like but they did with the, in the MCU, they kind of did with Namor a little bit. They changed up his origin. And I was like, okay, like this is different, but I kind of like it a little bit. Um, so like I was I was into that stuff. I I, I like that aspect of it, you know, that Indiana Jones kind of like quality to it. It's cool. Like yeah. they do a lot of cool things in this show that like that. Like uh, I'm watching in the background, like here, this is just something really small, like uh, uh, Smythe's lab. Like, yes, Kingpin walks into a toy store and asks for robots. You know, right. <laughs> like, that, something like that just kind of makes the yeah. fanboy in me kind of laugh. And then there, yeah, and the, the guys like robots doors. are very popular these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the sliding doors of this like yeah. mega lab with this guy in a, in a hovering wheelchair thinking he's Professor X. You know, it's just yeah, it's just it's it's. I love these comic book moments in mm-hmm. the show. Like it's, and I really liked his eventual smile, his eventual metamorphosis on this show. Yeah, that was. I, I I had the action figure as a kid. It's it, it's that era of Spider Man is well, though, like maybe like that storyline is something I'm really unfamiliar with. Like I know more about Smythe as a character from this show than I do his actual printings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not something that people sell a lot, so I can't buy the back issues. Right, uh, you know, I could, I, I guess, I could hunt down a Marvel Masterworks, but like, I'm sure I've read it at some point, but it's not something that really sticks out with me. You know, 
I own a lot of Spider-Man, whether it's been in reprinted in like Marvel Tales or I bought those dollar books that were reprinted in like the 80s or whatnot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I I think I own a vast majority of what's actually been printed and amazing. It's just not really it's not amazing. It's, you know, it's a reprint of a reprint. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I mean, I'm a sucker for that. I buy those all the time. Of course. Well, back at the time, you know, when this show was on, really trade paperbacks were just kind of coming into existence. A lot of time, you know, in the 60s and 70s, if you missed an issue, you missed an issue. Unless somebody had it for you to read it, you couldn't read it. Mm-hmm. And so I loved picking up, you know, trade paperbacks because they were a novelty to me and I could go back and reread old stories, you know. Yeah, I'm very spoiled. I have a wonderful comic shop with a, with a huge back issue library for you know, it's, it's the length of the store and I, I, I take advantage of it as much as I can, you know, sometimes, you know, the, the quality that's in print right now is a little, is a little bit of a bummer. What do you do? You go, you head back to the old days, you know, like if you're going to charge me five bucks a book, I might well spend it on something <laughs> written by Kenny O'Neill. <laughs> so, you know, the back, the back issue section is my friend and, uh, you know, I appreciate that, but I, I got to go back and check this Smite stuff out. I'm not, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not really familiar with him I, outside of him being the guy who makes the spider slayers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, another thing I noticed in this, you know, we talk about the the just the little details. Every time you see Mary Jane in this series, and and maybe maybe I'm wrong, she she may have changed it up at some point. She's always wearing that yellow sweater. I just happened yeah. to know it's like regardless of the time of year, she's in that yellow sweater. You but know, it's a turtleneck. She's got the purple <laughs> yeah, turtleneck. Yeah, exactly. A high turtleneck. I, she, that's how she stays in shape. She just sweats yeah. it all out. <laughs> in the middle of June, she's sweating her ass off. But. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, This episode ends on the to be continued, Mm -hmm. you know, so I'm sorry. You're not going to see the end of it. I'm sure you probably already watched it, but we'll we'll get you on for some other, I'll keep you. I'm going to keep you in mind for, uh, for uh, the next time Venom appears. I'm I'm always down to talk about the show. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the rotation, but Donnie, this was great. I love having you on. You bring an energy that no one in the fanboy community really has, you know? Well, thank you, you, sir. yeah, no, you, you're you're one of the good ones. You know, I'm glad I found you on Twitter. I really am. Well, there's a lot, uh, of, there's a lot of whack jobs out there. You're normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I'm not sure that's true, but it's uh, you know, I just I like meeting other like really positive and enthusiastic fans. Uh, it's 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 very kind of soul crushing to run into somebody and they're so like, oh, well, I'm a fan of this mythos, and then everything you hear from them is something negative because they only like like one little like portion of the history and everything else sucks, you know, and they're going to spend, you know, an inordinate amount of time telling you just how much it sucks. And I'm like, that's not fun. This is supposed to be fun. I agree. agree. You know what you're talking about. Um, uh, Which one of these episodes did you actually like more before we get out of here? I actually like the immortal vampire much, uh, uh, just a little bit more just because of the interaction between Spider-Man and blade. I always found that interesting when you have two heroes, both trying to do the right thing and yet their values conflict. And so they're trying to get along, but it's difficult. That that's always an interesting interplay for me. So, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. I, I I said it earlier. I I prefer this, the, the, the tablet of time, just because I I, I like the more mafia stuff. I I dig that, you know, it's not, it's not going to be around too much. And, uh, you know, it, 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 when I can get it in Spider-Man, it's a real treat. So. Right. Well, I, uh, and I really did. I, I liked uh, seeing Hammerhead. I always thought he was, you know, a fun character on the show. Up, when, he, when he turned Spidey into, you know, Spider-Man chum by headbutting him in butt. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> no, he cracks me up. He does this. This it, it, it's 
it's just another great episode and a fantastic series. So uh, again, thanks for coming on. Why don't you just plug sure. away? Sure. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and TikTok as the Emerald Enthusiast. You can also find me on YouTube. I do lots of product reviews. And a lot of them are Spider-Man action figures. Obviously, I do Green Lantern. Uh, you can find me there. Please subscribe. I would certainly appreciate it. All right. That's it. And uh, Donnie puts out a lot of great stuff. I spend a lot of, uh, I waste a lot of time at work wasting time watching <laughs> Donnie's YouTube toy reviews. They're, they're, they're good. I enjoy them. He lets, he lets me know. I enjoy the stuff, the Green Lantern stuff. Cause I don't always buy Green Lantern stuff and it's hard to find. So well, you know what, if you would watch this show and then read Kyle Rayner's earliest appearances by Ron Mars in, in Green Lantern volume three, uh, Kyle Rayner's personality is based off Peter Parker. And they're about the same age mm-hmm. in Greenland. So if you were to read, if you were to watch Spider-Man, the animated series, and then start reading at issue number 48 and start reading Kyle Rayner's first appearances, you can see the parallels between Kyle and Peter. Okay. That's cool. Uh, I appreciate, you know what? I like doing homework. So I'm going to take that into consideration. I'm going to add that to the read list. I got to yeah. get that. I got to, I got to get into that. In fact, Are- when, you know, when all of these characters were showing up at Peter's home in these, in these episodes, and it, you know, and that happened with Kyle all the time. He was always bringing villains back to his apartment by accident. Yeah. And yeah. So Ron Mars obviously built on that for Kyle Rayner. Okay. So there you go. You guys learned something. You guys, we learned a lot today. Donnie is uh, quite the encyclopedia of information here. And uh, that's what we like to bring to this show. Well, we're talking some Spider-Man. You learned something uh, for the rest of you. Just hang on uh, after the jingle. And uh, we're going to get, uh, we'll get to the other half of this dynamic duo. <laughs> Well, we are back after uh, after I, I would I'm going to call it flu season because it wasn't yeah. much of a holiday season for me. I I, uh, I caught uh, I got sick actually on Christmas Day, mm. <laughs> and then it carried off for like a week and a half. So that pushed actually the show back. So that's part of the reasons why we're having uh, the uh, the double the uh, the giant size spider spectacular. Yeah, we done that. We done it last week. I think it would be a coughathon where every two seconds I'd be yeah I'd be coughing and or sneezing and or whatever the equivalent of that was. But yeah, so it's better we we pushed it. Yeah. So Adam, Adam is back, and he actually got sick as well. So that's why, the, between the two of us, yeah. there was not even one voice. So yeah. rather than hear us like hack up lungs. Yeah, it's better, <laughs> it's better we delete. Yeah. And the person who suffered the most out of all this was, is Donnie, actually, because Donnie did, uh, he did a couple episodes uh, of the cartoon segment with me and uh, what I'm going to do, which is everyone will find out eventually when they listen to this. I'm just going to, Javi and uh, Donnie are going to do back to back. There's going to be like five episodes of cartoons discussed. Oh, hey, that's always good. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, especially so when little, the cartoon is good. You know, yes, yeah. yeah, and it'll be fun to get their perspective because the, those guys have been around a while, and uh, it, it's fun. To, it's fun to talk. I haven't talked to Javi yet, but talking to Donnie was a blast. And uh, he, yeah. you know, a little multiverse musings takeover here. Yeah, so that's on, what it uh, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition. Yeah. you know, I. I, uh, I I I stole one co-host. I might hijack the other. I got spots to fill. I got segments with no money to talk. There we go. Yeah, so it's it. a very big possibility. Um, but me and Adam are excited to be back. We're going to be talking gang war still, and we're going to talk the uh, brand new issue number one of the new Ultimate Spider-Man. But first, we're going to dive into Amazing. Um, I read Gang War First Strike. Adam didn't, but I got to tell you guys, this is a phenomenal setup issue. It shows you who all the big players are. It leaves you asking a bunch of questions. 
Um, Hammerhead is a huge deal in gang war. Adam knows about that. Yeah. He's, been reading, he's been reading up everything else. And it was cool to kind of see him taken out of the picture and just the twists and turns. And I really think Wells really ex- excels in gang war specifically, but in this first strike uh, uh, one shot issue really does a fantastic job of setting up the game. I'm glad there was an issue like this because one of the, like, of course I've been reading along, so I know who everybody is. I know, you know, the table has been set for me in past issues, but I was curious as I was reading, you know, the gang war issues to prepare for this, whether, if average Joe was coming in and picking up, you know, the first issue of Gang War, which mm-hmm. is technically thirty-nine, what, what, like, wouldn't that be confusing for them? So I'm glad there was this issue that you say sort of sets the table for anybody just jumping on for Gang War. Have you? Did you read any of the tie-ins? I haven't yet because, like I said, I, I this week was the week that I caught up on Spider-Man. So my, my mm-hmm. focus was let me get caught up on Amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. Before anything else, but so I have it. But I imagine that it just makes it a more immersive experience. I've only been reading what I've actually what's on my pull list, so I haven't been reading everything. But I, the only one I'm actually reading besides regular Spider Man is Daredevil. That's the one I, I wanted to, to catch up on. Is that how's that been? Yeah, uh, it, it's good. It's good. Electra is uh, at least the uh, Daredevil proper, which is a, a Matt Murdock story. And then Elektra is the Daredevil within uh, the Daredevil Gang War uh, yeah. title. So Elektra's doing that. And it, 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 they did a good job of where she left off in 39 basically sets up issue number Yeah, five. and I really so liked her. That part has flowed really well between writer to writer. I really liked her in 39. Uh, she, like, she's just very matter of fact. You know, she comes in, yeah. kicks some ass. And then she's like, all right, I'm off on my own now. I can't deal with this. Yeah. Yeah. She, <laughs> you guys are she's very much like It was like very much the Batman role, right? When he, when, he, when he gets involved with the other heroes, he comes in, kicks somebody's ass, and then miserably says, yeah. I've had enough of this. I'm going back to Gotham. So it was very, it was very <laughs> similar. Was like, I only deal with partners who are blind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deal I with I've had people. a relationship <laughs> with the rest of you could deal with this shit. But I, even 39 itself, like, it's not very confusing, even though you just kind of get thrown right into the middle right. of it. Like they really throw you into the into the ground zero here, uh, within various sectors of the of the of the war and who's who's fighting who in, gang, in territory wise. They, they, you know, like it, they just throw you in, and it, you just I, I like the way it just it just goes. And it really is it a hole, and you get that aspect of like, like things have gone to shit here, like like, like it's it's a disaster, you know. And, you know, it's an interesting team he's put together. We got She-Hulk, uh, Electra Daredevil, Miles Morales, and Spider-Woman. So it's not exactly an A-list group. No. Really. You know, like, of, uh, at least when it comes to New York City defenders. I mean, like, you know, there's no there's no Ben Grimm. There's, uh, you know, the various other, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, and forms of uh, heroes. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say Miles is probably the highest ranked. Yeah, I think they're trying to keep it as street level as possible. And if you bring in, you know, a Ben Grimm or anybody from the- instead of someone like Ben Grimm, you know, I know she hopes popular. I'm liking her solo series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 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 really good. And one of the things I I, I can't remember if it was 39 or the, the other issues, but I think it continued whenever they were on the page together. But the banter between. Mm-hmm. Uh, She-Hulk and Spider-Man was was hilarious. Uh, it was very, it was actually very interesting. In, in forty-one, when they didn't know who Kingpin's uh, uh, chick was flirting yeah. with, 
I thought that was kind that of that was funny. But also, when when Spider Man was standing behind her, and, you know, mm. and she's like, "Were you standing behind me?" He's like, "No," and she's like, "Yes, you were." That whole that whole back and forth was pretty funny as well. Um, yeah. So they they have a good dynamic. Yeah, they do. I I actually I was surprised because they they actually have a couple issues together. Yeah, you know, not every issue is really the same. Thirty nine is very much street fight, uh, kind of introducing you into the war zone, whereas forty is really setting up the big the big time players. You know, the, it's setting up Kingpin. It's setting up where Janice is now. She's in her like even more more fierce beetle uh, armor. Um, it brings back uh, uh, Tombstone into the mix. Yeah. And the Tombstone-Robertson dynamic throughout this whole arc, whether it's Lonnie and Robbie or um, what's his name? Ray- is it Raymond? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's now, yeah. it, Right? And and Janice. I'm just, and then between, it, it's it's fascinating to me. Because Robbie and, and Lonnie always had that history, that backstory with him with uh, Robbie and Tombstone. So like that's there, but this new uh, this new wrinkle in the in this uh, like uh, history, this legacy of the the Robertson Tombstone, it, it's fascinating to me. I I can't get enough of Janice. It's and, and it's Robert. so interesting because you know, if you think about the two fathers, you know they're they're at odds in the way they th- they see things, and and you know mm-hmm. Robbie doesn't think it's a good idea for his son to get you know mixed up and all that because he's worried for his safety. But but. You know the two fathers have, a, even though they're they're on opposite sides, they have a lot in common, which is you know the love and the prote- wanting to protect their their children. So it's 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 funny to see them at odds when when you take a step back and look at it, they they have so much in common at the same time. Uh, yeah, but even like was it like forty one? Doesn't Lonnie kind of like not really trust Janice? Yeah, and it's, it doesn't seem like he almost orders to hit on her. Like it's weird. His the the, the, the their relationship is interesting because. At some points, it, it seems like a normal father daughter relationship. And other, I, I can't, I actually can't tell if, if Tombstone actually cares. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he did or he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm, I'm very, I don't know if that's uh, an issue with Wells and inconsistent writing, inconsistencies within his writing, or if there's something more to it. But it, it make, with the amount of focus that's on the on the on the Tombstone people, on the Tombstone family. Um, I can't help but wonder, like, what what is the payoff with? Yeah, this? it's interesting too because he's like, you're right. There's that element of, you know, does he care or doesn't he? But you know, then he, he like he tells his people, what you know, watch out for her, make sure she doesn't get hurt. So there's that push and pull of like, well, does he care? Like, is he is he more concerned about you know the one being in, being the one in charge, or does he actually care about his daughter? Like, where, where's this going? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, and, and it's, it's what, the, other, the other exchange that really sort of had me interested and quite entertained was uh, Kingpin and Tombstone, like that whole Issue forty one. Yeah, that was all like action. Like that was just an action fest. Oh, it's so incredible! Yeah, doesn't it kind of remind you of a few issues back where we had White Rabbit and they were in that like ski retreat, whatever? And so, like, it's just like like you just open the book and they just go, and then the way it ends. It was pretty. It was bloody. In typical Kingpin fashion, I'm in charge. I decide when this is over. You know, like I, but yeah, it was great. It was just, I, I think that's great to see two guys like that, two villains, two heavy hitters, 
literally just slugging. And, and it's like, <laughs> let, let me assert my dominance. Like, which one is more, you know, it's like, but then the issue before that, he does a good job where they think they're going to go see the Rose, and I'm so happy the Rose is back. Like as a kid, I loved the Rose. I was always fascinated by the Rose and where he falls in the hierarchy of the Magia of uh, of the Spider-Man world. So like, Wells did a good job. Like you think Spider-Man and She-Hulk and Tombstone are going one way, and you think Kingpin's going another, and then he crosses you up, and then you're like, oh wow, this is interesting. Like I didn't expect this. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was kind of a swerve there, but. I, I love the fact that, like, you know, like you said, all that fighting, and then it comes down to a phone call, and King Kingpin's like, okay, it's done. And then we're all Spider-Man in the next issue. Like, that's it? That's just, that's <laughs> and he's like, what did you say? Like, uh, what, like, and at the end of it all, he's like, on top of that, he's like, it's done, and I'm done. I'm out of it. I just want to go, like, be be with my family. Yeah. Spider-Man's like, well, why didn't you just say that from the beginning? Why do we have to go through all this? Yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I don't know if I'm really digging this Madame Mass character, but it's everything around her and what she's doing that I'm so drawn in by. The drama between the Tombstones and the Roberts, uh, the um, the Robertsons, uh, the 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 Kingpin now being involved and now having his family issues with the Rose, like that. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels there, and like, and then it's just Spider Man's just thrown into the mix. He's almost like a side character in his in his own title right now because there's so much interesting stuff going on with the villains. And I, one of the things I did like is the fact that when, when you know when Kingpin and Tombstone are, are fighting, you know, Spider Man tries to get in the middle. And Kingpin just tosses him aside and is like, you stay out of this boy, the adults are talking. And, like, I mean, Peter at this point is what? In his 30s? Uh, yeah. He still treats him like a teenager. It's just like, get, get the hell oh, out of here. Peter is still a kid. Yeah. So uh, that, was, that was entertaining. But, yeah, with the Madame Mask thing, it's like, I don't know if I care about, like, her or what she's doing. But I will say this. She's a lot better than that eight-eyed person in Detective Comics, whoever the hell that is. I still don't know who that is. So. Oh, please don't get <laughs> me started on that. Like, I can't even follow. Although Carlos, your your Canadian brethren, has told me that it does read better collected. I may give that a chance when it's all said and done to see if I can give this book a fair shot. Uh, but that is something I'm not enjoying. Yeah. This, on the other hand, is something I'm I'm, I'm adoring. I love this. I. This has been one of the best. Us getting sick might have been one of the best things. Yeah, just to read it because all. We had yeah. A good, yeah, a good run as Spider Man. Yeah. Um, I think Romita is is just back in his in his home. He's he's found his groove again. That's where you I and I might disagree books. a little bit because really? the, the art was the toughest part. I can see his DC stuff still in my head, and I'm like, this is so much better. It's it's better, but it's still like it's. I don't know if his. Like, you still think there's a drop? So like his don't get me wrong. His Spider Man. In full costume, yeah, I like. I, I love. I, I really love the way he draws She-Hulk. Like I thought, yeah, She-Hulk looks great. But everybody else that's not wearing a costume looked terrible to me. Okay, I, I don't know why. I again, maybe it's still the the, the, the his Superman work that was haunting me still. Uh, that it still bothers me to this day how bad his DC run his entire run at DC was. I'm like, wait a minute, Johns is on this book and it's being torn down by 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 horrendous looking art. I don't understand. Um, But but yeah, so like there's there's elements of it that I'm liking, 
but there's also like like I said, everybody not wearing a costume looks looks mm-hmm. odd to me. Um, and again, this goes to the same. In the, it's not just Spider Man. Like he's doing the Daredevil cut like covers for the Daredevil run, and I yeah. find myself when I'm ordering the Daredevil book, purposely Get getting the the, the 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 variant just because I don't want to see that art. I've been there. I've done that. Except when they try to charge you the extra dollar. Crew, for let me tell you, Kruger's variant, who's the interior artist for Daredevil, his variants mm. look pretty good. So it's not a bad thing that I'm getting the variants. Uh, and, they're the exact same, okay. and they're the exact same price, so bonus. <laughs> you know. Um, the only thing that I think I found that I was missing from this story, because I'm just reading this and I haven't gotten to Daredevil Gang War 2, so I haven't, yeah. I, I haven't even seen where that ends up. I think, I'm not sure if those are two or three issues, but I haven't gotten there yet. I don't know what happened to Silvermane. Like at one point, Silvermane's head with that weird Dr. Strange just pops up. And, uh, you know, obviously that happened in some tie in, but I have no idea what happened. So if anyone in the audience would, would mind just uh, shooting a tweet and telling me what happened with Silvermane. I'm I'm still not sure who exactly that bizarro strange dude is. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering myself, um, I believe he got. Oh, what did, did he get introduced in something else? I was reading. Uh, he might be a bigger player than, uh, than, than I actually anticipated. But man, I'm having so much fun with Game yeah, it's good. I'm so glad I'm reading it because I just this is just a blast. It's, it's just it feels very pure. Yeah, and it's certainly a lot better than than you know that 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 whatever the hell that uh, bizarro wannabe was in the last arc, which which. Was oh, wreck, wreck, wreck. Was that what I mean, Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Comparison the other day before I did my Spider Man, uh, you know, massive read through, mm-hmm. I did read the, the latest issue of Action Comics, and they're doing something a little different with Bizarro. Yeah, it's a new team, right? Yeah, and for the first time reading Bizarro in the 20 years I've been back into reading comics, I didn't get a headache. And I didn't regret <laughs> reading it. So they're doing something good. So, but all right, it's, it's yeah. No, the rec rap yeah, is I, it's I, not I, one of my. Just never bring. I like what Wells does, but not rec rap. Yeah, just leave, <laughs> leave him in whatever whatever that world is called. Whatever that realm. I am yeah. so. Can we never go back to limbo? Yeah, limbo, limbo <laughs> let's never touch that again. Just, yeah, that's this is much more up yeah. my alley. Yeah. Uh, with Spider Man and it was just comic books and all that rec rap stuff was it's way too far. Yeah, away, so this, this is this but, is a welcome, a welcome. But yeah, like I just I'm really excited. I can't wait to see what happens with 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 Beetle and Jan- Janice yeah. and and, and it, it, you know everything that's going on there is fascinating. I don't know if she's actually going to kill um, Raymond. Like she, you know, she's got to. She's got to make a move. But it seems like. Tombstone's making a move on her, but then he's, he doesn't want her to lose. Like, yeah, but again, there's so much family drama in but, this story. If you look at it, that's it's the, like Melrose. But that's the strength of the, of this the story is the family drama. And I think that's always been the strength of Spider-Man as a character and as a book is the drama, the, mm. you know, the, the personal stakes, right? Uh, it's a nice change of pace yeah. that the drama isn't really about him. Like yeah. it's no, and they used a really interesting group of characters. Like even getting the Fisks right. and their family involved, I think is a nice move. What I'm trying to say is that's always been a hook for the Spider-Man character is the, yeah, I agree the personal drama, right? That's when it's at its best. Right? So mm-hmm. you know, so when you tap into that, I mean, sure, watching him swing and punch people is fun, and, and you need that. But but the heart of it is the drama, and, and uh, that's on display here. 
uh, quite well. Yeah. Now this was a really good, uh, solid bunch of issues just to like breeze through and read. I, it's it's the stories just feels really kind of yeah. even though like it feels contained even though there's tie-ins for every character. And what's cool is it, it, it as big as New York is, you see all like they they go to great lengths of showing the different areas that are being affected. So mm-hmm. it feels like very it's. Big in scope, but it's also very personal for each character. Which I love comparing the the map between issues and seeing who's taken over what. It kind of reminds yeah. me of um, of No Man's Land. Yes. No Man's Land used to do stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So I, I dig that, and that's one of my yeah. favorite Batman stories. The favorite Batman story for me all time. So it's nice seeing who's we haven't seen much of the Hobgoblin. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know my, he was mentioned by Miles. He was. Oh, I, I wanted to bring this up: the Miles Peter dynamic. Yeah, it's it's very unique. Uh, Miles is a really taking attitude to people. He's like, I got this. I don't need you. I haven't been reading the Miles books, so I don't know what's going on within those pages. But I don't remember them being conflict within the Spider-Man books. I read a little. I read about two or three. Trying to figure it out. I read about two or three issues of Miles just because there was a crossover with Blade. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it had nothing to do. Like Peter wasn't even mentioned. Um, Mm -hmm. But that's that might be interesting. To see how that plays out, just because they're getting a book together, you know, an ongoing yeah, book together. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna, so we'll see what happens with yeah. that. Um, but yeah, like I haven't read Miles, so I don't know what's going on within his pages. But even in within the the Dan Slot Spider Man that just uh, kind of wrapped up, uh, it didn't seem like he was. Uh, he mentioned in the in the current Amazing Miles mentions Peter being gone for six months. Okay. Yeah. And I, I can't remember if that had to do with what happened recently in the in the pages of Spider Man and that whole Spider Verse saga that was going on. But Miles was a part of it. Miles was a big part yeah. of that. Um so I, I I I'm trying to figure out where it is. Maybe maybe I'm just I read too yeah, much. I, no, I didn't get it either. I, I was confused by that too. But I will say what always it's not a bad thing, it's a good thing, but it's it's it just surprises me how just how popular Miles has gotten, you know. What, I mean he's been around what, a decade? maybe 20 years most something like that yeah i mean he was in, in the original ultimate yeah. you know so but but like his popularity is just skyrocketed you know good good for it but that's great yeah um i mean the mo- it's when you get your own movie yeah. it helps yeah. you know yeah, and, and now he's got two of them so it's amazing with the with the sony cinematic whatever the hell they're calling it how they haven't brought him into live action yet is is a shock to me Imagine how bad that's going to be. Oh, if they do it themselves, they're going to they're going to they're going to mangle it. But you know, it's crazy how they can get animation done so well. But they're yeah, uh, they're animation. Their two Spider Verse movies are huge hits, and their Spider Manless Spiderless Spider Verse is and now, Venom. And now they've best. got somebody in a black and red suit that's a stand-in for Spider Man, but not. Uh, it might be Uncle Ben when he was, who the hell knows, but that'll be. I'm doing Madam Web. I'm looking. I'm, Madam Web. I'm looking forward yeah, to so dropping posters got, online. There's three multiverse wives in there, so I have to go out of out of obligation. But we're gonna go see Madam Web, and they're gonna drop some multiverse stuff on us that we might even think is more controversial than the Flash. Like I'm telling you, I I'm ready. I can't wait to see what it is. I can't wait to see who it is. I can't wait to see. The online rage when oh, it comes yeah, to always gonna be... When is there not online rage? Oh uh, yeah, but like it's gonna be a movie no one plans on seeing. It's gonna be a movie that they just end up seeing some leaked screenshots, of course, uh, yeah. you know, and they won't go see it. But everyone's gonna have an opinion on it, so I cannot wait. 
to see what happens with yeah, that. People will be complaining and, about something other than DC for once, so it'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, they've been complaining about Marvel for a while. Well, it seems I, like this I, 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 multiverse saga that they started. I forgot everything's in disarray and Marvel won't be able to recover and blah 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 blah. But when Deadpool three, gonna end. when Deadpool three comes out, you know what's you know what's going to happen. Everybody's going to forget. I, I hope so. I hope Deadpool. Uh, you know, hopefully there's a Spider Man in Deadpool three. Yeah. Why not? Why? Sure. Yeah. What the hell? Let's go for it. At this point, everybody just else in there might as well. <laughs> Want to get Michael Keaton back as Batman in there too, just for shits and giggles? Let's go for that. We can get Terrence Stamp. Is he still alive? He, he is. Play, I think uh, he is. Stick. Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. We can get him a stick. Yeah, that's, in that's right, stick. Well, that's yeah. wait a minute. Electra's in Deadpool three, isn't she? Uh, I believe yeah, it's rumored. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, she's been rumored. I don't know. There's been everyone's rumored. Basically, everybody from the Fox Marvel era is in the movie. Yeah, Affleck's Daredevil is yeah. going to make an appearance. Right? So are they going to be hashtag for make the Dareflex sequel now? Is that what's going to happen? I'm sure. Well, I mean, wait till Chris Evans comes back as the Human oh, Torch. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> the hashtag brigade is going to be out in force. <laughs> they never, they never went away. Um, so in all in all, this run on Amazing has been fantastic. I'm yeah, enjoying Game War so much. Uh, I can't wait to see where this thing ends up. And just like I said, it, it's it's a, it's a family drama. Yes, That's all yeah. So, but I'm loving it. Now we're going to pivot to something that will, is, you know, surprisingly, shockingly, not what I thought it was. Mm. The new Ultimate Spider-Man number one, uh, written by Hickman. I didn't, I, I didn't expect this at all. Not, not at all. I'm kind of speechless because I just, I, I, I don't know what to think because I got nowhere to go. What about you? I, as somebody who read the original Ultimate run who enjoyed it for the most part until it got really convoluted near the end. But, you know, that was just, if you, I was telling you off air, if you remember the original Ultimate, like the first arc, if you look at that first arc, really what it is, the major difference is it's just Peter Parker in modern day, a modern day setting. You know, everything still happens. Uncle Ben gets killed, great power, great responsibility, the whole nine yards, blah, 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 blah. That first arc is basically just a time period, you know, modern day setting, but everything else is the mm. same. A modern day order. Yeah, right. Thank you. Here, this is so different than what we're seeing in the 616 universe. Even I wasn't expecting the different, you know, the changes. I welcome them because if you're going to try the ultimate universe again, you need to do something different. It can't just be the same. Um, it, for me, it felt like it was a DC black label book. That's how different it was. It's kind of in that vein, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, just seeing an all the you know, the, the striking thing is you know Peter learns about what was supposed to happen to him through mm -hmm. a hologram of a younger Tony Stark. Yeah, that, that dynamic alone is interesting just for the sake of we're seeing a what a Peter Parker that's mid thirties, forty, around that age. Yeah, being being talked to by a Tony Stark that's what maybe twenty five, twenty eight. You know, for me to be for me to be honest with you, the thing that I found more shocking than that was just seeing the conversations with Uncle Ben. Yeah, but that's the other thing was like, so we're going along, we're going along, and then we get to the Daily Bugle and see, the wrong part. There's Jameson yelling. There's Jameson yelling away as as usual, and then. We step into an office and there's Uncle Ben and it's like, 
oh, shit, this is different. Yeah. Uh, and the friendship. They were their journalism buddies. Yeah, and I love the friendship. One of the coolest things in this book is the friendship between Jameson and Uncle Ben. I agree. Um, I agree. Hickman really did a fantastic job there. And again, just Peter having to, getting that opportunity to bounce things off of and talk about life with Uncle Ben is something. Which is, I feel like, something we've always wanted. Yeah, and that he's never gotten to do that. since he was 16 in the other universe. Yeah. So it's so unique. Um, and, you know, of course, Peter has to lose some, you know, there has to be loss involved. So uh, Aunt May is the casualty here. Um, uh, she's the one that is, that, that is deceased. And it happened in that big, the, you know, the big, you know, explosion or whatever, whatever it was, you know, terrorist attack or, or whatever, or what have you from uh, Ultimate, uh, what was it called? Uh, what was the miniseries? Ultimate. Yeah. I, I don't. I, Ultimate Invasion. It was an invasion. Whatever the. Sorry, we'll get. Whatever the four yeah. issue miniseries. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the four issue miniseries was that preceded this book, you know, that was where when the casualty of. Uh, oh, so there was a prequel to yeah, that. Yeah, there was a four issue. Uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Series, and so there was a terrorist attack that's being blamed on Tony Stark. It wasn't Tony Stark's fault, but. So, is that the Tony Stark that we saw in this? Yes, book? the younger Tony. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's very weird. That, so, but but yeah, the, seeing Uncle Ben and, and that was shocking. So Aunt May is the one that, that, that that's passed here. Mm. But it's also just interesting seeing, you know, Peter and MJ. They're married. They have two children, and mm -hmm. there's no. It's like you're watching them be regular parents. It's something we've and it's seen. a nice change then. Can I be with her? Can't I be with her? Can I be with her? Can't I be with her? Oh, and there's, and I have to be Peter. Can and, I be both? And there's Gwen yeah. over here. Well, there's not Gwen because she's, you know, you, I dangling got you. from a bridge. But but there's, there's what's her name? Uh, Black Cat over here. And, you know, so it was nice to have something different. It's just... Oh look, they're parents. It's normal, and great. I, I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. The other for me, okay, the, yeah, the yeah. most interesting thing for me is in this iteration of the story, Peter, as a thirty-five to forty-year-old adult, after learning what was taken away from him by the Maker, and that he was supposed to get bitten by a by a spider and be, you know, one mm -hmm. of one of the world's greatest superheroes. He then makes the choice to have the spider bite him. Yeah. To take on the responsibility of Spider-Man. I, I liked I well, liked that because it was he he like you said, he made the choice. Yeah. But he also feels like Something's missing. I was spent for greater things. Yeah. You know, like this is I, I, it was weird how he did it because he felt he he, he had to. Yeah. You know, that responsibility that he's always talking about. I thought it was fascinating. So unique. There's, there isn't much here Hickman did that I didn't enjoy. The um, art was fantastic as well. Yeah. Oh. Um, is drawn by Marco Chichetto. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, fantastic. He's the, he was on Daredevil for, a, for the last run before the new book. 
See, I never got into the original Ultimate. I just, I was very anti Elseworlds, yeah. anti alternate take, right? So when I saw this, I'm like, eh, like this isn't my thing. I don't need anything. And then when I found out, because I wasn't reading it, they killed Peter. I was like, oh, this is a money grab. They just did it to kill him off, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And Miles has really kind of run off and taken the mantle in his own direction. And that's great because he's a cool character. But I never, I never read Ultimate. So is this? There, there's a Green Goblin here that we see a, a cool little Harry. boy. Is that okay? So this is that similar to the Green Goblin of the original Ultimate verse? No, the original. Or, or we no, don't know who this one is yet. No, no, the original Goblin from the original Ultimate Universe was initially uh, Norman. Oh, he was a big monster, yes, right? Mo yeah, I remember him. But <clears throat> according to what we read in number one, Norman. Is part of the deceased that because mm -hmm. of the yes. the attack, so he's in the same boat as Aunt May. Um, so Harry is presumably the goblin that we're seeing here. I think he looks cool. Yeah, I, I like so the green goblin. Well, well, I mean, I missed the smile. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid of like the six sixteen comic meets the two thousand two two thousand two movie. The look of the, yeah. the goblin, which is yeah, which yeah. Is I mean, this is what Harry should have looked like um, in Spider-Man Three. But. Yeah, well, well, he should have looked like that exactly. But uh, the other interesting thing too, uh, so we'll see how the goblin plays out. That's going to be interesting. But there was one small detail. Me being the Daredevil fan that I am, so at at the service commemorating, you know, the the dead from that you know, that attack, mm -hmm. Matt Murdock was Father Matt. He was the priest giving the the the, the mm -hmm. service. Yes. I find that interesting because Matt Murdock in the 616 universe is now yeah. also a priest. Because so I'm like, this yeah. is really interesting because... <laughs> Did someone in editorial not catch yeah, this? Yeah, the other thing, thing I'm like, okay, does this Daredevil not have abilities? Like, what's going on? So... As much as I was, he in, doesn't appear to be blind either. Well, he was wearing glasses, so, but I don't know if that was. I was looking for like a stick or something. Yeah, right? I didn't see and a I stick. Didn't, but it seemed I, like he walked off stage, right? I don't know. I don't but I, but I so that little detail, I'm like, that's curious. Let's file that away for maybe they'll pick up on that later. But but yeah, I was enthralled by this issue. I, I, I you know, the what I what I say about a good comic is if it can leave you wanting more by the end of it, it's done its job. And I definitely want more after this first issue. Yeah, I definitely do. I'm really into it. I, I honestly like when this was announced. I just thought, okay, here's an alternate take. Yes, maybe it's Patricia Parker. You know, like. But then we found out, no, it's it's Peter. He's got a family. So I'm like, oh, okay, no, definitely renew your vows. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it's like, no, well, he, you know, Peter doesn't. He's not Spider-Man anymore. It's like, okay, so it's kind of like JJ Abrams where he cuts his hand off. Yeah. You know, like I'm just, I'm like, I'm like thinking of all these other versions of Spider-Man yeah. and everything's coming. And this is really its own thing. It's and it's, it's, it's the liberties they take are are what I would expect yeah. from. Hey, we're doing, we're we're, we're taking Spider-Man, but we're giving it a twist. But and but the beauty of it all is they didn't, they did all those twists and turns and you know and pivots, without drastically altering the Peter Parker character. Yeah, and like you mentioned, that Peter MJ relationship is very—it's very strong. It's, it's very solid, tight. Yeah. That's it's it, that you know. What it is, it's mature. Are going good. It's, they're, I mean, yeah. they're allowed to be adults, which is nice. Yeah.
Yeah, I was when I finished this book, Adam. I put it down. I said I did not expect this, but he, Hickman has got me hooked. Yeah. I am all in on this. Yeah. I can't wait for issue two. I can't wait to see where this goes. Um, you know, I'm 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 ready to invest in this version of Ultimate. Yeah. Um, I, we'll see what happens. I I wonder, especially when they do things like this, because like we have as readers, as avid readers. We have years and years of characters and history, and we know what happened. It, it the fun part is when they introduce this person. Well, you know, it's kind of like what if, like, well, what's going to happen with this character? Yeah. Like, is Felicia Hardy going to become the Black Cat, or does she become something else? Yeah, like, yeah. that's another element of this yeah. I like because it's, you know, it's you're like kind of like reinventing, rejuvenating the character, yeah. and yeah, I like that. You know, I'll give it a shot. You know. But it's got to be really, really good because yeah. sometimes you got to make it. They don't drive away. I, I got to give them all the credit in the world. They made it different, which is, you know, you can't just slap Ultimate or Elseworlds. And, you know, if, if 90% of the stuff we're seeing is exactly the same as what we're getting in the main continuity, what's the point? Yeah. So far, it's 99% new <laughs> outside of Father Matt. Yeah. 99% <laughs> new. And. Spider-Man, like Peter, is still recognizable as Peter Parker. It's not, you know. I wonder. I wonder if Happy is the uh, blind attorney who is Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, why the hell not? That would be a, a nice nod to. Uh... I, Happy was the only good thing in the What If cartoon. Got I watched that. I finished. Yeah. Finally finished season two. You mean season two is horrible. Oh, okay. yeah, season two is horrible. Oh boy, uh, and Marvel just, just you know, just. It's a rough stretch. Just, just come on, get through this rough. Had, Happy had a good holiday episode, which I thought yes, was fun. Yeah, so that, next year, and that's and a holiday episode can always cure some, some you know, terrible stuff in the yeah. middle. I, I watched it while I was sick. I know. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 good holiday content is always welcome. But yeah, um, uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. I think if you're, if you're a webhead, you got to read it. You got to pick it up. I think you're going to love it. I mean, Adam does too. I, we yeah, from it's movie. fantastic. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. If you got one Spider-Man book to read, I would suggest picking this up because this is unlike anything. Yeah, else. and if you've never look, if you're just trying to jump in on Spider-Man, you want something fresh and easy. It's a great story. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know everything is explained. You're going to notice the differences. They're going to hit you right in the face, but they do a fantastic job of explaining them within the story. Nothing feels like long exposition dumps. You know. Uh, Again, I'm I'm left with nothing but questions and a huge smile. Yeah, yeah. Good questions, though. Not the not the bad questions. Oh. <laughs> it's been a good two good, a good two month run for Spider Man. I've really been enjoying. Yeah. I, I even started reading Spider Boy, and I'll talk about that later on the show. Yeah, cool. I thought that's interesting. And the uh, the Spider Boy comic is uh, is also good too. So I enjoy a lot of good Spider Man stuff. So maybe I'll have to. I might have to spend the extra money and catch up on that gang war. I, I think I think at the end of the day, you know, it's nice when. When, when the top tier characters are, are, that, that you enjoy are, are having success in the books, I think it, it always makes things all, all that more enjoyable. Like I, reading Spider-Man, I'm having fun with it. You know, re- reading the Superman books for the most part, I'm enjoying them. I'm enjoying them. Uh, and then, yeah, you you rave about them on Twitter. Even Batman, time. with the, the exception of Detective, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really two out of three. <laughs> Yeah. Two out of the three that I'm reading ain't bad. So you know, like you know, like, yeah. 
That's it. Just read what you like. So, if it's not good, it's, it's, I bet you find other books I can replace on your list. It, so. But Spider Man is enjoying some 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 good good a good streak here. So let's hope it continues. Everything's good in the webverse until uh, Madam yeah, Web and, 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 and then the freak out. But I'll have popcorn ready. So yeah. I look forward to the freak out more. Than Indeed, yeah. Adam, glad you're feeling better. The popcorn is well. working. You know, I can tell you look happy and healthy. Yeah, so I'm I'm, I'm enjoying. Hopefully, hopefully. Pastina uh, day. What's that? How many bowls of pastina are you up to a day now? Yeah, they're, 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 that cures all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fantastic. Thank you for joining me once again. Uh, why don't you plug away? Yeah. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Adam underscore Lee's fan. Uh, the Multiverse Music Podcast Network is on. Uh, YouTube and Podbean, and I'm just about to, once this is done, I'm probably going to upload the latest Green Lantern episode that uh, Donnie and I recorded, which where we where we get you caught up on the three Green Lantern books that are currently on the stands, which are Green Lantern, War Journal, and Alan Scott, The Green Lantern. So check that out uh, there. That's wonderful. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to this segment of the show. We got more coming up, so stay tuned after the jingle. All right, so now we have entered the uh, the solo one on one part of the show, and uh, we got three titles to really talk about: Spider Boy, there's a new Spider Gwen, and uh, continuing spine tingling Spider Man. Spider Boy number two is really cool. Um, it's a really good Captain America, really good holiday, really good. Remember, we're a month late. We're like, well, two months late. So like. You know, when I'm reading this, I thought this was a really good, uh, like Christmas read. Like I put this up there. Like it's you know, it's with like Batman Noel is like things to constantly read on, on Christmas, and it gives you puts you in the vibe. And it, this story really does that. Uh, Captain America does a good job mentoring, acting very noble, and all that jazz. Like it's just very standard Captain America. And then you have a backup tale um, that is uh, you know Squirrel Girl, Spider Boy, uh, Christmas Parade, stuff like that. Spider Boy number two is fantastic. Like it really is. I can't. Um, go on about that enough. Like I loved reading this story particularly. Like I had so much fun with it. This character is uh, a lot more interesting, I think, than I originally thought he was going to be. I got to give Dan Slott a lot of credit. He cre- he he's he's very good at creating new characters. Something that I can't say about everybody, but I really enjoyed uh, Spider Boy issue number two. It really kind of hit a spot uh, in in that uh, Christmas holiday season. Um, before the great illness of uh, <laughs> 2023. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I had so much fun with this issue. I highly recommend you guys uh, just pick up on this title. It's only two issues in. Um, I, I don't think you can go wrong with it. it it's, been a, it's been a wonderful addition um, to the Spider-Man mythology because there's a lot of questions about it. You just, Slot has done a very good job in, you know, keeping me guessing and keeping me honest and like, oh, what do I want to do? You know, like, you know, with, uh, you know, how I want to spend my cash. And I'm just like, this is just too good to pass up uh, since he's been introduced in his little, in the latest Spider-Verse entry in comics. Um, and uh, it's just, it's just been a lot of fun to read. I, I really, out of all, out of these three titles, it's, I give the number two slot. Number one, obviously, spine tingling, no doubt about that, because you guys know how much I read about that book on Twitter. Um, so, uh, just uh, that's how high I rank Spider Boy. Spider Boy is really fantastic. Um, one of the better, like, ancillary titles to pop out of Spider Man, I think, in recent years, because he's kind of branched down a little bit. He's had a couple families and whatnot. You know, now we got the other Ultimate books. So, 
you know, there's a lot going on there with Spider-Man, and I, I think Spider-Boy is interesting. It's uh, it's fascinating. I think it's just as good as, uh, you know, now that I, I've read it, I can talk about the Ultimate book. Like, I, I you know, but there are different aspects of Peter going on there and dealing with younger, you know, whether it's his daughter or this young boy who <laughs> claims to be a sidekick. So there's different aspects to that, and there are different Parkers in general, but uh, fascinating nonetheless. So Spider-Boy is definitely worth your time and worth a read. Um, Spider-Gwen Smash. Uh, I don't personally read a whole lot of Spider-Gwen, so I don't really know where the character essentially is. I'm kind of picking up on this as a first-timer. Um, you know, I've been more familiar, obviously, with what goes on Spider-Gwen-wise, uh, movie-wise. Uh, we got two issues, uh, two issues. <laughs> I, I seem to make that a mistake whenever I uh, talk about, get, talk, mix talk movies and comics. But there's two movies, obviously, and, and Spider-Gwen's got a big part in those Spider-Verse films. Um, so, as you know, I, I have her first appearance when she first was back in the original, original Spider-Verse back in the day. Uh, so, like, I was very familiar with that, but, uh, you know, at, at the time. But she's obviously grown and uh, developed her own uh, arc and characters. And I, I dig this. This is different than what we uh, necessarily saw in the movies. Um, I'm really into it. I kind of, li I like that she's, <laughs> there's like a little black canary in here where the, with, uh, I don't know who inspired what, but like with the whole band aspect of it. Um, that was interesting. Uh, basically knowing her, her friends kind of knowing she's spider, she's more, a little bit more open with her identity. It seems like than other superheroes. Um, the whole thing with Dazzler is really cool. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I've enjoyed, um, this kind of introduction, reintroduction to spider Gwen in print. Um, I picked up on this because it was an issue number one. Um, and that's, it seemed like a, a, you know, a decent enough time for me to jump on Spider-Gwen, uh, written by Melissa Flores and, uh, the arts by indeed Balam. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job just within the story. Um, I'm probably not the target audience, but I'm still, again, like the curiosity in me always brings me back. So I'm like, Oh, this is, it's, it's, it's 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 different and i don't want to say it's good enough because it's different because it's you know alternate reality what if type thing but it's not it's 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 like a multiverse black label like what do you call these <laughs> these particular uh it's just a multiverse book and i i'm kind of like enjoying the freshness of it just kind of diving in to uh, an established hero but someone i'm not familiar with just really kind of going in uh, vaguely knowing right like almost like a like I just kind of gave a Wikipedia quick glance, see where Spider Gwen's at, and now I'm, I'm jumping in here and I'm just, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, you know, it, it's it's not the greatest book in the world, but it's like entertaining. You know, it's it's not bad. You know, two issues in, it keeps me interested. It, it, it's in, in introducing other characters in the MCU that I'm not too familiar. Like I, I remember Dazzler Man from those old comic book comic book girl nineteen YouTube videos. You know, like I, that's where I I remember Dazzler from. So I so it's in, it's cool to see her. Um, involved in a in a more uh, in a title I'm more familiar with Spider Wise, and uh, I'm digging it so far. Two issues in, I got no complaints. So I'm really happy with uh, with those two issues of Spider Gwen Smash. So, if you're looking for something new to read, I give it. A, I give you you know Spider Wise. I give you. Uh, I, I should you should give it a chance. Not I give you. You should give the book a chance. I gave it a chance. I enjoyed it. Um, if you're not digging the gang war aspect, if you're not digging Ultimate or whatever, and you're looking for a new Spider book, I know there's a, there's Spider Woman. I haven't checked that out, but Spider Gwen Smash seems to be a lot of fun. And uh, just to kind of end the, uh, to cap everything off, uh, really my favorite Spider title at the moment right now, Spine Tingling Spider-Man. This book is 
absolutely fascinating. It has now gotten to the point where it's Mr. Ahmed is, is you know, in, introducing characters I don't necessarily like and now twisting it into like, oh man, like he's finally, he's, he's, he's like, oh, what's the point where I'm going to enjoy this character? Well, Ahmed's reached that point. And, um, <laughs> I have to throw a, uh, an apology to Juan Ferreira, the artist. Apparently I didn't mention him last review and he hit me up on Twitter and, or X, whatever it is. And it was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, my bad. Like, appreciate it. I just got caught up in the moment cause I'm really like digging this book and I want to talk about it with, with you guys. And, you know, just, I, I feel like a lot of people are talking about the book. So I got caught up in the moment, but Ferreira's art's great. Like it, it, the, the two go well, so well hand in hand and, I kind of dig <laughs> the tone and overall like the, the twist with Mysterio and then spider side. Like I'm really enjoying this book overall. It's creepy. It's, it's a little bit more serious. I, I, I would definitely, I, I can't remember if I mentioned the last review, but it definitely feels like a, a DC black label book. If, it, if you could equivalent that to Marvel, but the twist with Mysterio really had me going there. I was really surprised what they did. I did not expect, um, Oh, man, just throw that curveball at me, man. That was that was something else. I, and I just, I don't know, Ferrer's, Ferrer's arts. I, I, I dig the, I love what he did with Mysterio. Mysterio kind of reminds me of, um, what's his name from the Suicide Squad? Oh, gosh, uh, the thinker, you know, and but he's got the, the halo hair. And it just, it's, I just feel so bad. It's a horrible haircut. <laughs> but I'm, I, I dig everything about this book. This is definitely a really um, just book. I just, I think everyone should take a chance on. I feel like it's really flying under the radar. Uh, just again, just a really positive, positive experience. I can't wait to see what happens just based on uh, the, the little tease of cover for issue number four. But this, it just, it, it definitely went places. I didn't think it was going to go. And I appreciate that. So I, all these titles, really the three of them, like, I, you know, Spider Boy had no clue what to expect going into that story, and it's been a lot of fun, especially issue number two. It was a really solid holiday tale. Uh, Spider Gwen Smash, uh, a nice little reintroduction to that character for me. You know, uh, another solid entry, and Spine Tingling Spider Man, just the best Spider Man book out there that you can read. Um, these three things, I, I, I recommend these three titles to any Spider fan. So if you guys are out there and you guys are looking for new titles, I highly recommend these. If you're not digging what's going on in continuity, if you're. I it Spider-Man is uh pretty consistent I think overall to be honest uh since I want to say the end of the previous volume uh this new volume has just been really a huge hit between Amazing Slots Spider-Man which turned into Spider-Verse the Spider-Boy spine tingling and all this I I got to read I got to catch up home with Miles and Spider-Woman doing but Right now, everything uh, that I'm reading is gravy. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, me and Adam had a blast talking uh, gang war and amazing earlier in the show. So, everything Spider Print is uh, is pretty po is pretty positive right now for me. So, I want to thank you guys for joining me uh, on this episode. I want to thank Donnie and Adam as always for joining me as well. Um, you know, shout out to Javi. Hope everything works out for you. Uh, sorry you couldn't make it. Uh, I look forward to you being on the show next time. But just happy everyone was. Um, you know, able to tune in. I'm, I apologize. It took a little longer, but I got a little sick and then scheduling got truck and then we reschedule schedules, reschedule and things just didn't work out. But as always, if you're looking to follow me more on social media, you can hit me up on uh, so, uh, Twitter, Instagram at Pete illustrated. Uh, you can follow my news based podcast straight out of Gotham at straight underscore. O underscore G. I do the order Holzman. If you want to listen to the Batman book club, I can do uh, monthly recaps for Ryan Lauer at the Batman BC, Batman and film.com, Batman and film YouTube, 
Batman on Film Podcasts. I'm all over there as well. And if you're looking to follow this show, the Italian Spider-Man Coalition, um, you could do that at Spidey Coalition on X. Uh, I just want to thank everyone again for tuning in. And always, with great sauce, comes great bread.